Community Focus is a look at events, issues, and initiatives happening in and around the Brainerd Lakes area. Community Focus is produced by Hubbard Radio Brainerd and broadcast locally on 106.7 WJJY. Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor and today... We're going to talk about census and other uh, interesting topics. Our guests today include the Baxter City Administrator, Brad Shapoulis, and Nate Rose, who is the GIS coordinator. Folks, welcome to Community Focus. Well, thank you. It's good to be here. Thank you, Ken. So the census, it's coming, isn't it? Yes. It's one of those events that happens once every 10 years. A lot of people forget about it, but uh, it's an important event that happens and it has an impact on our locality and and our and on our state yeah um talk a little bit because uh, baxter for you as the city administrator for all municipalities this is very important isn't it absolutely uh the census is basically two two things it's it's about money and it's about power mm-hmm. uh the congressional seats at the u.s senate level our uh, house of representatives level is 435 persons. It's not going to change. It's in our Constitution, and it's based off of population. And for the state of Minnesota, we have eight congressional seats. Uh, it's been higher than that. Uh, we lost uh, a congressional seat a little bit over 50 years ago. And uh, the projections this year is, is we're in that area of concern that we might lose another congressional yeah. seat. Right. So representation so at, the, at the federal level. Mm-hmm. Is, is at risk. And then secondly, funding. A lot of the federal funding uh, is based off a of population that is funneled down to the state. May that be for housing, for transportation, mm-hmm. for planning. Uh, there are so many different the, uh, sources that uh, population is the pure um, portion of, of the calculation as the money that's given to the states. Right. Yeah. So it's real important that everyone uh, participate in the, in the census. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The state of Minnesota estimates that there's about $1,500 per person uh, that is is the equivalent of each person counted in the state of Minnesota. If you look at that over a uh, 10-year period, that's $15,000 per person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very interesting. All right. And Nate, you are kind of in charge of uh, getting it done here in Crow Wing County? Yes, exactly. Um, So we formed a a census complete count committee. Um, And so what we're doing there is we're trying to get representation from each of the cities and businesses and organizations throughout the county. Um, So we can get the word out to residents, um, not just in this area, but throughout the county. Um, And so we're kind of planning some events this summer, um, have some representation at the county fair, um, get some information out to schools, to parents, uh, things like that, that we can kind of get information out there and get the word out. So, mm-hmm. And is uh, is part of your job doing the actual counting and recruiting those that will uh, be knocking on doors, if you will? That's a really good question. Um, no, we're not going to be working um, with the Census Bureau directly counting people or visiting uh, residences. Uh, what we're going to be doing is getting the information out and helping the Census hire applicants that can assist them. And so we're kind of just helping them. And there's other census committee committees throughout the state, and okay. so we're just kind of one of them. Okay. Yep. 
Yeah, the easiest way to describe it is we're the promotion, marketing, education okay. uh, component of the census yep. process. Mm-hmm. Uh, the federal government hires in, uh, people to do the enumeration uh, throughout, uh, starting right around this time through um, August of next year. Yeah. So that's and when they're so, going to be out counting people. Well, the <laughs> official day is, is April 1st. It's called sen- of 2020, that census day. Okay. That is the official kickoff event. But sure. there's a lot of work that is done prior, prior to mm-hmm. that. Okay. Um, local units of government have been coordinating with the Census Bureau, making sure that the local addresses have been updated and are accurate. So um, they're not wasting time trying to find an address that doesn't exist. Right, yep. And things of that nature. Um the other activities that are going on, um, they have um, – U.S. Census Bureau has uh, district reps, which they now have one for this region. Uh, administrators will be meeting that individual here next week, and we'll talk about promotions with that individual. And uh, as Nate had alluded to, the complete census committee is an important cog locally yeah. mm-hmm. is to getting the word out and making sure that there's a uniform voice or um, between all of the local units of government and the Crow Wing County administration to assure that everybody is aware of what's going on and what's at stake. And gets counted. Um, yep. yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, currently we have 24 members in the committee, actually, and we're looking at uh, growing that number, trying to get more people from uh, various districts of the county, and then kind of create some committees so we can kind of divvy out the work that needs to be done as far as outreach. So one of the biggest things um, with the 2020 census, there's a lot more technology that we can leverage um, compared to 2010. And so that's one thing that we're definitely looking at. But then with that, um, there's a lot of like uh, information out there that isn't always accurate. So we got to make sure that we have official documentation on it so people can trust it. Okay. Um, and so those are the, some of the things that we're looking at. Okay. So what do people need to know at this stage in the game a year out? At this stage of the game, they're going to start seeing promotional materials. The federal government and the state are going to start rolling out uh, promotional materials in, in regards to the census and why it's important. Locally, we'll, uh, we'll be doing the same thing. Okay. Um, the U.S. Census Bureau is hiring. They're starting to hire for local enumerators. Uh, you can go to the state demographer's website, okay. which, actually is, the- which is WWMN dot gov backslash admin backslash demography and their uh, website will take you directly to the census bureau jobs that are available interesting okay okay yeah i did have another link here you can go to 2020 census.gov forward slash jobs i think that's what you're alluding to yeah um and i actually do have some flyers here if you guys want to take a look at them too so yeah. Yep. And yeah. so and so Tess, to, to finish out your, your question mm-hmm. is, is so there'll be a lot of lead work that'll be going on uh, about February, March. People get uh, uh, a questionnaire oh, okay. by mail. Okay. Fill it out. And no one's going to knock on your door then. Uh huh. There you go. So yep. there's precursor <laughs> that goes on. And, and if you do that. Uh, numerators do not have to go to the door, you know, to your door because that'll that's be, my method right there. That'll be <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm taking a nap. No. <laughs> but if those questionnaires aren't filled out, yeah, then um, they're coming. Then they're coming com- for you. Come there <laughs> yeah. in, in, in group s- scenarios like homeless <laughs> shelters, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll be doing that around mid March. Okay, uh, reaching out and taking the counts on on specific days Everybody leading up to counted. April 1st. Okay. The other thing, and we haven't received official word yet, but the word out there is, is that they're going to, uh, with technology improvements, that it'll be the first time 
in census history that you'll be able to fill out your census via online. Online. Oh, nice. I was going to ask if yeah. there was an online yep. component yep. to yeah. actually yep. filling it yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, our residents will actually get a postcard on the mail yep. with an address that they can go to and fill it out online, so it'll be really nice. convenient. Yeah. Yep. Oh, it's getting easier, people. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I have some questions when it comes to uh, you know when we when you when the government does this counting, uh, do they base it off of street addresses and so on? And then I start to think about people that move or in the process of moving, and uh, how does that all happen? Yeah, so what Brad referenced before with the local update of addresses, so the county provided them address point information of each residence, and so that's protected under Title 13, so it's secure data. Um, So they get that, so they already have an idea where a good portion of the addresses are, Mm -hmm. Um, and then they do some additional pre-work to find any changes that might have been made, and then they work on that before they actually hit the ground. So Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. it's been about three years. It's called LUCA program, okay. local, upda- up, local updating of census addressing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, they've been working with the local units of government, mm-hmm. making sure that all the addresses are, are complete. Um, okay. We finished that, I think, October of last year. Yep. And uh, we get one last look at it uh, before uh, the census puts it in their system mm-hmm. to send out, uh, as Nate alluded to, the, the uh, postcard or the questionnaires. Yeah. And, it, and so. it's just, uh, I was thinking about even the Brainerd Lakes area. There's been a lot of growth. There are new homes yeah. that weren't on the list 10 years, ten years ago. ago. So, yeah. Absolutely. That's, you know, so one of the things is communication, and we communicate with the Census Bureau quite a bit uh, every year, providing them with new addresses, even even new streets if they don't have any addresses on it, but they, have, they put that into their GIS system so that they know the street exists. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, and then to answer your question, Ken, in regards to people moving, um, it's your your address or your place of residency on the day of April 1st okay. of 2020. So, if you moved on March 31st to a new home, it's your new home. Uh, for students, it would be where they go to school, provided that they're spending half of their year at ah, their yeah. place of, of education. Sure. Um, also, if you have a, a member of extended family that's staying with you, if that's their temporary residency, if that's uh, unknown, if that's three, five, six months, they're to, to do that April 1st wow. residency yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, do some people have to, uh, and I know in the Lakes area we're famous for people that live here in the summer and have a winter residence. Uh, that gets complicated too, but they have to declare one or the other because maybe they split the year. Yep. Yep. The Census Bureau indicates that it is the place of residency where they spend more than half of the year. Mm. So if you... So, you know, 365 divided by two. So if you spend one uh, more yeah. day than, than half the year right. in, in the Brainerd Lakes area, claim Brainerd Lakes is... Okay. That's interesting how you feel. <laughs> I mean, they have to have it down to all that. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And in reference to that, that's one thing that the committee is trying to look at, too, is getting information out to the seasonal residents. So if they are going to, you know, count themselves in Crowing County, that we get that information out so they're aware that it's coming right. April 1st, 2020. Yeah. You know, because it's kind of a tricky time frame, too, because yes. if uh, a yeah. lot of people come back in May, you know, then, you know, they're aware of it. Yeah, especially when we talk about snowbirds, uh, as you alluded to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah they'll, leave in, they'll leave in November, come back in, in April or May, and, and they receive those questionnaires or the postcard down 
in their summer or their winter residence, may that be you know somewhere down south. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tendency mindset is is to just fill it, fill out. it out and be counted. Yeah, and yeah. so. So that's part of the reason why the Complete Count Committee and the local promotion and education is important that is so very that important. they can hear it starting now, leading up to the time that they go south for the mm-hmm. winter, and know it in the back of their mind that they should be claiming Minnesota. If you're here, more as than your half place of residence. Yeah. As yeah. your place of residence. Yeah. 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 Hmm. yeah. Very, very interesting. All right. All right. Is there uh, anything the general public might want to do ahead of time, ahead of the census? Is there information available to read up on just how important this is or go to that website you were talking about? Yeah. The the U.S. Census Bureau has a website for the 2020 census. You can get that directly off of their their main page. And then uh, the website that I referred to at the State Demographer's Office has information regarding uh, the importance, what uh, what is alluded as to uh, confidential data, mm-hmm. uh, Title 13 that was referred to uh, earlier in the conversation, and some of the misnomers regarding the census and getting I was just going to ask, why do people have objections <coughs> to filling out census forms? Uh, well, it's, it's a, a wide range of reasons, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's not there to collect data, big brother type thing, but it's, no. it's, it's the most pure grassroots you know, part, part, partisan mm-hmm. uh, participation in government. Uh, it is to identify the number of people, what services they need, mm-hmm. um, their their basic d- demographics, yeah. age, sex, mm-hmm. ethnic race, uh, just things of that nature that help the government be able to function and provide services at right. a local, state, and federal level. Be counted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, with as with anything, there are uh, opportunities to be scammed and things of that nature. So uh, take with caution as an enumerator is not going to be asking for information regarding Social Security. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, they good will, point. They will have badges. They won't be asking for cash or, or monetary contributions. They're, yep. they're just asked the simple questions. There's 10 questions. At least in 2010, there were 10 questions. Yeah, it's going to be that short <coughs> form, so there's not going to be extens- extensive information. It's going to be name, address, number of residents living there. So, yeah, and they're just basic. And and when the final form is is or the form is finalized for 2020, mm-hmm. the federal and state government will have those questions on the website, so you know which and questions sent, yeah, are are ahead there. of. Cool. Yeah. Very interesting. You bring up a lot of good points. You know, uh, unfortunately, we have scammers around that will, I'm sure, try and um, pull something off. But the bottom line is a census uh, taker will not become our counter, will not be coming to our home. If we fill out the form, we're good to go, right? Correct. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And they won't be asking for money or donations or anything. Don't hand over money. Don't (laughs) hand over personal information. And (laughs) they'll have clearly badges Badges. and other information to identify themselves. Absolutely. And if they don't have it, ask for it. There you go. Good point. All right. Anything else we should know at this point? I think to add to your question before about, you know, when where can they find out more information, um, they can definitely look for booths that we're going to have at the county fair, like I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're also, we haven't planned anything yet, but we're looking at other events this summer to get the word out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also looking at including things on um, mailings that go out to county residents, just like a little flyer or something mm-hmm. to kind of get them more used to it. And social media, too, so we're going to put stuff out there, too. Okay. So. 
Yeah. Yeah. And we'll be asking all of the cities to utilize their social media and their websites to get the word out. So city of Baxter, www.baxtermn.gov, we'll have information as it becomes available. And more than likely, we'll probably dedicate a page uh, to the information related to the census. Right. And I'm sure. Along with links to the state and federal websites as well. And I'm sure um, the uh, traditional media will be used as well. Radio, television, newspaper. Absolutely. It's, it's a vital part of getting out the promotion and education. Come to think of it, we're using it right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, wonderful. All right, gentlemen, we'll uh, look forward to hearing more about the census as we get closer to April of 2020. Thanks cool. for being here today. Thank you, Ken. Thank you, Tess. Yes. Thank you, Ken. Thank you, Tess. Thanks, guys. Our guests today, the Baxter City Administrator, Brad Shapoulis, and Nate Rose, the GIS Coordinator. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. And don't forget, Community Focus is available anytime. Simply go to our website at 1067wjjy.com.